Hey Sydney, this is the last time we're going to bug you before our big live show there this weekend, Sunday, November the 30th at the Cafe Lounge. Totally come down, heaps of special guests are going to be there, it's going to be so much fun. Tickets on sale now, littledumdumclub.com and Melbourne, this is the second last time that we're going to bug you before our big live show, Five Burrows, Sunday, December the 7th. Once again, tickets at littledumdumclub.com and we've got an extra special treat planned for the end of the show that's going to be crazy fun so don't miss out also uh, i have just released my new stand-up album dreamboat it is online right now it's uh parts of my festival show mostly my festival show from this year with a few older things thrown in uh, i'd love for you guys to check it out it's seven dollars right now um it's at tommydasolo.bandcamp.com i'd love for you guys to hear it and yeah i hope you enjoy it see you at a show bye Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. Good day, Uh This is, we're doing a much requested uh, reunion special. Would you call it that today? A reunion? Yeah, I guess so. It's a sequel. Um, it's, a, it's a Hall of Fame episode revisited, maybe. Mm. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. Are we just checking to see if they're still alive? Is yeah. that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. The height of arrogance, really, isn't it? Just a lot of real self congratulating going on here. We just felt like we should keep an eye on these guys. That's yeah. All. <laughs> yeah. We're in one of our guests' house and they uh, they have a cat that I've just very recently discovered I am allergic to. So let's rip it's into like it. So you're the next one off, <laughs> yeah, off the perch. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that why your stomach's swollen up? <laughs> yeah, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that voice belongs to the host of Dirty Laundry Live, Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. Hello, yeah. I'm still alive. <laughs> Lurching from Little Dum Dum Club to Little Dum Dum Club <laughs> in the hope that they'll ask me back and give my meaningless life some meaning. And also joining us, uh, we're in her house, June Northern herself, yes. Fiona O'Loughlin. Yeah. I'm loving the June Northern thing taking off. I just love it when people ask me, you know, has are you a bit June today? Yeah. <laughs> is that your people life ask, now? People ask other people. Oh, really? June. Is it, is it catching on? Thing. Oh, thanks awesome. to you, boys. Yeah. Awesome. Is it? Because uh, you did and mention probably, like... Probably thanks to you. <laughs> I think you should June take Northern, more of the credit. <laughs> is June Northern any relation to Gordon Southern? <laughs> 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 I imagine no, he's they're poles apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boom, boom. So we did. If you haven't listened, uh, which hey. I, which I think is probably unlikely, but we did an episode with Lawrence and Fiona uh, a few months ago now, where the lofty subject of uh, suicide. Came up pretty early was, on. Was finally made funny. <laughs> we finally cracked the case. I reckon was we bloody accidentally did crack a code. Yeah. And we demystified it to the point where people were thanking us for our frank and honest discussion on the Twitter sphere, but also in person. And somebody got in contact with you from, from Perth who you spoke to for a long time and gave good counsel to. Well, I hope I gave him good counsel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, it was a, um, it's incredible that something that was born, I mean, this podcast. Is um, shit most of the time. (laughs) And had a really sagacious moment. This is my favourite podcast. And. As if you listen to anything else. <laughs> I listen to Beyond. <laughs> what other podcasts do you listen to I'm that saying, you're not on? I'm it's the you best podcast I do. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so self-absorbed. And to think that out of that absolute selfishness <laughs> could come some good. Yeah. yeah. For, something that, for something that when we walked out, I literally went... I don't think we can use any of that. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I thought the same too. Because when it first came up, I was like not engaging because I was like, well, I'm going to have to edit this out. And then at the end, when it when people were like, thank you for being so open and stuff, I was going, I wish I'd talked about when I tried to kill myself. What a loser. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go and try and kill myself. Yeah. Oh, I was successful. You had depression. You had depression envy. Yeah, so I've had a few cracks in between the, this well, podcast and the last oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. did you go? Where well, have you been self-harming your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking up Chandler's. 
bloody stock in trade here. He you do because he'd sta- been trying to stab himself in the in the stomach from the inside with Mars bars. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting opposite each. You're sitting next to each other, both in shorts. So you do look yeah. like a couple of real rat bags. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a we rat bag. Yeah. I say so. You are nothing but a rat bag. <laughs> Where did you come from, 1880? <laughs> I like how we're very encouraging as well. We're in Fiona's house and we're all drinking <laughs> yeah. straight away. Mooney turned up like with a six-pack. It's not like it's night time either. It's no. just mid-afternoon beers. No, well, I, I like it. People get loose around me. You, Dave Hughes told me this. said you just hang around long enough at the party and you feel loose because everyone else is loose. All right, we Does all know, it, so we all know people, but anyway. Looser things. Loose by osmosis. No, yeah, I guess. But, um, yeah. And you find I, out people's deep, dark secrets and you're no, sober, so you've got crystal clear mind. You miss, just start relaxing like they start what relaxing. What I miss, like, I, I love making my dad laugh, you know, that makes me laugh. A lot. Making him laugh is my, one of my favourite things to do. So it's like a loop. It's like So I just will sit next to dad at Christmas time and egg him on. <laughs> He's 84 and he can still pull a four o'clocker. Right. My, I was, my I, mother fell down the stairs of the rhino room at 75 and broke her nose. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of wild they, You say fell. <laughs> <laughs> you're at the top of those stairs. <laughs> Mum, watch out, watch out. Oh. <laughs> help me, help me. Oh, just, another, just another reason to get a strange story. Oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, think it's weird to fall down mum. a flight of stairs and only break the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you come out of that with no... Like, it's such a specific, narrow it's, area. It's a hell of a nose. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good That's, nose. It was uh, yeah, <laughs> she, was, uh, she was in the right place when she went to the rhino room, let me say that. <laughs> She's got a... She's got a horn out the front. <laughs> oh, Deirdre. I, I, was, I was drinking last night. I was drinking last night. And I, this is, you know, you, I drank way too much and I was talking to another Same. comic. What sort of a drug are you, Carl? What sort? Well, maybe this will explain. So I, I was talking to another comic and I got enough in me where I was like, you know what your problem is? Oh. And I just, <laughs> I, went, I went through their problems in their career and went, this is what you do wrong and these are all the mistakes you've ever made and this is what you do as a person. This is what's ruined your comedy career. So, you know, just take that on board. And then he goes, all right, wow, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I think I'm going to drive home now. I'm like, oh, are you... Are you not drinking? No, I haven't had one. (laughs) I've seen you do that to a lot of people. In fact, you've done it to me. Oh, really? And you know where you did it to me? Where? Viva Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. We were in Gamblin' Bill's Gamblin' Casino, our favourite casino of all time. And it was like five in the morning and you just gave me the fucking, <laughs> oh, gave me the business. Oh. Do you know, I saw you, Lawrence, give a comedian a serve and it was awesome. It was... Oh, no. It was so, <laughs> no, it was like watching a film noir, right? Um, now, I won't say his name, but I'll say it to you guys, but... <laughs> do, do you know him? Both segments. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so, what, how's this for a scene? And it's beautiful Because I like Bo. Yeah, it's beautiful watching things through sober eyes. And yeah. it was the last night of the comedy festival and everyone was hanging out um, the front mm, of the, Jesus the Christ. high <laughs> 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 and you Blind. Well, no, you just like... Because you're never a mess. Like... I disagree, but anyway. Oh, okay. I, I've never seen Lawrence messy. I've, oh, only I've been seen, messy. It's yeah. kind of like... Have you seen me messy? You were very messy a couple of nights this year at the comedy festival. During the comedy festival when you're, when you're crawling on your hands and <laughs> knees through the bar going up to open mic comics going, I'm on TV, I've run out of money, buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll remember the ones that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy James Eaton looked the other way. <laughs> And he's not an open marker. <laughs> oh, that, that buggers up my, my theory of you being this, like, because you were like, you know, it's like the king, one of the kings of this oh, great it. industry. And there's gorgeous, there only one king. There's gorgeous Bo. And Bo was like a puppy dog and he'd had too much to drink. But that's a different kind of drunk when you're that young, you know. And he's fawning at you. And he's going, oh, Lawrence, oh, I love you so much. You never give me anything, Lawrence. Come oh, on, no. Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Oh. See, so then, he's asking for a yeah. fucking Here we go. Here we you go. snapped and it was like... I couldn't take my eyes off it. <laughs> and it was like you turned into the most fucked up Richard Burton. Like, can you imagine a fucked up Richard Burton? As if uh, you've just turned around and went, 
What do you want? <laughs> no, first you said fuck off. First you said fuck, fuck off. off. What do you want? And then, no, no, it gets better. It was genius. It was poetic. You've gone, what do you want? Do you want me to make you better? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, ah! The kingmaker. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want me to make you better? And then I gave him advice. Uh, no, then he just kind of slunk away to. Right. <laughs> God bless him. Tune northern himself. Ob- obscurity. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he went north. I took him. <laughs> he went I, north for the winner. I took him around the corner and breastfed him, and he was fine. <laughs> he is young, isn't he? Yeah, um, and he's funny. Yeah, he's good. Like we him. went to Lee and Gatha, where he's from, to do a cricket club, and uh, it explains so much about Bo. He's got a wry appreciation of humanity because, you know, country towns produce the likes of you, Chandler, you yes. know. And he's got that beautiful, yeah. I think country towns do create great... Where are you from mountain. originally? Are you from a country town? Tiny country town, Waruka. Oh, how many people? 300. Three. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember once in um, Easter holidays, in the Easter holidays, my sister said to me, do you want to come up the street and see if we can see a stranger? <laughs> <laughs> Big times in America. <laughs> and Father Christmas, I remember one year looking at him like, mm, he looks a lot like the butcher. <laughs> and then he picked up my brother Richard because we'd line up and go into the town hall and see Father Christmas. And he picked up Richard, who was in front of me, and he goes, hello, Richard, and what's your name? <laughs> 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 Santa. What's in, in we never town? said Santa in South Always Australia. Father Christmas. Always Christmas. Father Christmas. Oh. Very formal. Yeah. yeah we were, Do you think it's South Australia? I think it's a particularly English yeah. tradition. I uh, was very Father Christmas in our family. Santa Claus was yeah, was some something cheap and. Oh, tawdry. so you said Father right. Christmas? Yeah, we were very. Santa's the real. Santa's like Christmas. real American, isn't it? Is it? It feels like know. that's the yeah. It feels wrong to say Santa. I, my really? kids still don't say it. Like, although they're 28 and 26. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Santa. <laughs> What's, I wonder if there's, like, what do you reckon the oldest is that someone's, you know, still believed in Santa? Um, what do you mean still believed? Like, <laughs> how old have they been when they found out that it was not real? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. what the fuck have you just done <laughs> to my Christmas? <laughs> how did you how did you find out, Lawrence? Oh, kid at school, and I wanted to believe and uh, just spread like wildfire. Yeah. yeah. So I went home and I demanded the truth from my parents and they said that it was very funny because I said, Don't lie to me, tell me the truth. <laughs> and they were like, you know, very amused by it and they said no this there really is a father christmas and then i said if there's not and i find out there's not you'll be put in a home when i get old enough i'll put you in a home <laughs> that's that's a very that's a very adult way of thinking from a guy who believes in sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you've got the wherewithal Ven- to think about. Just very vengeful. Like, I will deal with you when My the truth comes out. My mother was so – see, we could, didn't get any um, joy at Christmas. Like, that's why oh, I still – no, That's when you're meant to get joy. I know. Celebrate it, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's meant to be joyful. Well, it just wasn't because Dad's a fa- Dad was a farmer and – it was really stressful. It's mm. harvest time. They had a lot of kids, not much money. Mum would flip out. She was in the worst mood ever on Christmas Day. My mum would flip out just before Christmas Day. Yeah, and, and before. And call a cancellation to Christmas Day. Oh, great. Oh. Same. Every year. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. We, some indiscretion at a family barbecue. Yeah. If you boys are going to tr- behave like that, there will be no presents. <laughs> There'll be no food yeah. and no Christmas. Well, Mum is... She just like, goes to the calendar oh. and cuts off the square that's got the 25th on it. Yeah. Just this is a devout Catholic that prays. Yeah. Mum used should, to go... It should be to her festival. Mum used to go, Christmas? Oh, bloody cancel Christmas. <laughs> and I actually thought she had that much power. Like, yeah. Wow. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. Because well, they do. Your parents do. Your parents could just... You could just get up and there'd be nothing and they go, nah, we're just going to... 
We're just going to sit here in silence today. Yeah, I wish they would cancel Christmas. <laughs> I find it a little bit interminable and it makes me kind of a bit nauseous just thinking about it. it well, it, I because my like, so I'm an only child, right? And my mum is one of those people oh, who yeah. wants to start. We know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fat only child from the 1800s. You're, you're the one that owns all the equipment here that clearly your dad brought for you. <laughs> See exhibits A through to one billion. Oh, yeah. And also, please note that I said brought for you <laughs> and used the wrong word. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, my oh, yeah. mum, my mum's one of those people who just wants to start getting Christmas organised in like September. So she's and she's always like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't. It's Christmas. Like whatever you, whatever is happening, I'll go to." And ne- and this year because it's my first Christmas that I. I'm not with my girlfriend in like four years. I think she's like thinking that. Has your girlfriend gone away? Have you broken up? We've broken up. Oh dear. Their relationship, June Northern. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Now, I didn't now know that. I've, I've, I've got a rope in my kit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got something here you can use. You can just use your belt. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy it. now that you think about it, Tommy. Yeah, so, it's cool. Thanks, guys. Oh, I appreciate worry. it, Tommy. No, hey, it's fine. When did it happen? It's fine. When did you break up? Oh, okay, um, <laughs> like a month, uh, two months ago now. Yeah. After four years. Yeah, I've never yeah. broken up with anyone. Like, You've been I just... dumped a few times. No, no one ever asked me out. When you say you've never broken up with anyone, what about the? Oh. Dissolution of your marriage. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. No, that's that's not... right. Him. Yeah. You, know, you know those five children you've yeah. got? I've got another question for you. Have you ever had a drink? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did try a vodka cruiser once. But I, I quite a, liked it. Do you know what? I went a bit silly on it. Yeah, the, oh, next, right. the yeah. next 15 years were a blur and then I just came out the other end in rehab. Uh, anyway, very quickly, my point was... My oh, mum... no, no, we're still on the relationship stuff, aren't we? Yeah. So, Should we talk about... Uh, Come on, tell me. There's as, not really as, much to talk about. As but... the dearly departed, much-loved Dave Grant would have said, was it a mutual decision between her and six of her friends? It's <laughs> <laughs> very apt, actually. It feels like it's exactly like that, yeah. But anyway, so mum's like... I think mum's like a little... Weary of me, you know, not having someone to bring to Christmas. So sure. she's just thrown this out the other day. She's oh. like, we, we might have something here. And, you know, if you just want to just bring a friend along if you want, if you've got any friends that want to come along. It's like, oh, right. is that, is that, I was like, I get it. Like, thanks. That's very nice. But that's not a, like, who's going who's, on a date to Christmas dinner? No, yeah, no, no, not I, date or just like mates. Like, well, you might oh, have an interstate mate. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, we have in recent years invited, uh, a couple along to our Christmas dinner. They're friends of mine and my wife's, but they don't have relatives in Melbourne, so they don't have somewhere to go. Yeah. Is this a boring story because you glazed pretty badly? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. it's Christian. And, and it was it's nice, a, and that is the it's Christmas... It's a Christian thing to do. Yeah, to include someone that is otherwise... You know, like Fonzie's sitting around his tree on his own. It's a Happy Days reference. You guys are too young. No, we get Fiona, it. Fiona, it's a happy days. Yeah. And, uh, and Mrs Cunningham goes upstairs and, and gets they her. have pretty ribald sex. Oh, <laughs> he gets her, her head's in the sink. He's just pounding she's her from behind. Wasn't this meant C. to be advice for me? I don't know where this turned I would say if you're feeling lonely, bang an elderly neighbour. Okay. <laughs> as a, as hey, a Christmas present. Mrs. Robinson Christmas. Or yeah. maybe we could auction it off on the podcast. Come spend Christmas with me and my family for one lucky listener. Have you ever oh. have you ever taken an older lover, Tommy? I a, 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 like a motherly figure to show you through the the tricky ways of cunnilingus. <laughs> not not that old. Okay, but I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> you put your knee up, kind of under your dress, so it kind of looks like you've got a huge boner under there. As well. <laughs> Good vision. Oh, I see what you're trying to say. Would you like a huge boner <laughs> under there? <laughs> Jesus. You Can can't. we just talk quickly about Christmas guests? That'd be a, I, I've got to say, it'd be a pretty hideous sexual coupling watching Tommy Daslow have sex with Fiona O'Loughlin. <laughs> no, because you said the right word, it would be coupling. <laughs> you see, if, if you're really hot, you make love. It would be a coupling. If you are ordinary, you have Couple. sex. No, if you're really old. Old people couple. Right. It's a good, you're not old, but it's a good word for it. Coupling. Coupling. I love it, coupling. (laughs) I don't really have sex anymore. I just lie there with it in. (laughs) It's in. Okay, so this may or may not have happened in the last week. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
talking about hot <laughs> sex. Someone may or may not that you know that could be sitting in this room. Right. Has been without sex for eight years. R- right. Okay, and that's a lot I of fucked people. the cat when I came in, so it's and not the cat. It's not, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and one of my best and dearest, closest girlfriends mm-hmm. um, came up with this idea that I should hire a male escort. Yes. <laughs> Which I may or may not have <laughs> Now, let's just go talk about... Anyway, that's all the time we've got for the little dum-dum club this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, G'day, mate. <laughs> hey. I'm still recovering. It, it, when, you, when you hire a female escort, which, you know, has happened... Have you... In the history of the world... Ever? Had a sex worker? Yeah. Many. <laughs> because I'm still not quite over... Both it. in establishments uh, referred to as brothels... Um, street sex workers in my car oh. and escorts in my home. The wow. Tri- the trifecta. Yeah. Uh, escorts in hotel rooms. And... Uh, Is there anywhere else to do it? There's nowhere else. Have you... You've done it at the Grand Slam. Yeah. I, I've taken home the Grand Slam of sex workers. Yeah. Three years in a row. The, the major... <laughs> you yeah. got all the so majors in one year. I... I, I I actually feel no shame about anything, which is, <laughs> which is dangerous. Which is dangerous. <laughs> but the thing with so it, why okay, do I you have to be carried with so much shame? Why? Because you, don't. you feel shameful because I don't know. There's there's so much it's not loaded normal, onto though, having sex. It's so very more than normal. Right. You know, it's not. It's not a fringe thing of the sleazy underworld on the outskirts of town. Fast women and men are having sex for money. A lot of people are having sex with sex workers. Wow. So what, are, what, are you, what have your experiences, were they all positive? Were there any... We- it because, goes Because from, you're going into that world where it's like a lot of people don't know about that world. It goes from incredibly warm and generous women who have great sex with you and leave you feeling uh, a lot happier than you ordinarily would to the most broken people basically having a transaction and making you feel like you are defiling them, which you probably are because they're working basically for cash because they're in a desperate situation. You feel like an exploiter and you feel like the classic white male fucking heinous coloniser oppressor wow. that I am. Um, so <laughs> it can go from those extremes. I think, I think my blood pressure is soaring through the roof at the moment. <laughs> right. which, Not with excitement. Which one were you in that one? Did okay. you have a warm and loving great sexual experience? No, I didn't. I, I for, for one, like... Were you polled by a darkie? I told you how, you know, Lawrence, more than the boys, but it's like I've evolved into a completely different human being. Like, I I used to be the girl outside Mass holding it, handing out um, anti abortion pamphlets. Oh, really? Like, right. I have you, it's like I don't recognize the person I used to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I don't, but. I can imagine what that must be like. If someone had told me, shoot, you know, fast forward, I'd be divorced. No one gets divorced in yeah. our family, you know? Right. You, it's you, a big thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Marriage and then all of a sudden I huge. haven't had sex for eight years. And I – just this friend just convinced me I really – this is a really close friend who I've known forever and I admire. Did you, and did you have sex? No. Because oh. when you do – you're going to make some pretty unnatural sounds. <laughs> <laughs> if, you haven't, you if you haven't been penetrated for eight years, <laughs> when it finally happens, it will, be, it will sound like a bear who's caught his leg in a trap and you just go... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the, the sound of two... <laughs> It'll be the sound of two Olympic Games colliding at the same time. <laughs> Can we, we see, just... This is the fundamental difference between men and women... I, women have to be emotionally invested. Yeah. You see, in walk this guy. It was so... Oh, well, here? Was no, he where he's I'm in sitting? a hotel in oh, Sydney. Okay. I think there's something else to a woman's arousal, which is a little bit... Well, it's connected to emotional investment, but that is 
being relaxed and being oh well, they're, they're, and they're, being they're, calm. And I think that a a really intuitive sex worker, and probably not one who's on smack or some other way detached, but an intuitive sex worker can do that. They read the situation, they know who they're dealing with, they probably have an innate sense of what you want and need and they can make you feel relaxed and I think that that is their great skill. Right. I'd like to just run out the rest of the time on this podcast with you doing the noises that you think Fiona's going to make. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound like someone blowing the conch in Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Conchie. Oh, we've got we've got the male escort's <laughs> phone number. We've here. Got oh. <laughs> no, isn't that what, what you're showing me right no, now? I was just showing you how the, funny the, is that. Oh, the exchange is hi there at the hotel. I'm in room 308, Mrs. O'Loughlin. Mrs. O'Loughlin. Right. Wow. Very formal. Hi there at the hotel. And so you laid eyes on him. You clapped eyes on him. He came so, to your room. Yeah. He came to 308. Okay. So. Uh, this is something that I'm interested in with the male sex worker because, you know, as all of us who own a penis know, that the erection can't be... It's not money on the table every time. Sure. There's sometimes when it doesn't show up. So are you guaranteed a hard-on? Um, I don't know enough about it. Surely, well, but surely I that's like... If you're a male sex it. worker, surely that's like... No, I changed my like... mind. I changed my mind, but it was right. too late. I'd given him the money... And we watched. So if you're gonna, and he was too young, and he was thick. <laughs> so what? What was he? Twenties, thirties. He was about twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Right. Right on. <laughs> yeah. And did this that is freak coming you to Deslo's Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, it freaked me out. And um, did you sit down with him and watch your episode of Australian Story? No. Instead of doing, we it? Sa- did you play him I our s- podcast? I said, do you? No. I said, <laughs> do you mind if, like, fifteen minutes of. Excruciating, excruciating. Oh, so you did do it? No. Oh, it, it excruciating. Just, just, I'm not going to say making out, cuddling. Blah. Oh, really? Yeah, Was trying. It foreplay, right? Bit excruciating of foreplay. though. The whole, yeah, because I didn't know this guy from Adam, and it wasn't normal. And and my Catholic head. I think, was I think it's good that you don't know loading. I think if you call a sex worker and you know them, <laughs> I reckon that's more pressure. And then I said, I'm so sorry to waste your time. I don't want my money back. Do you want to – I put the kettle on. Um, and on what? We both lay in bed and watch South Park. <laughs> 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 it cost me what? 550 bucks <laughs> to watch South Park. What episode, though? Hundreds. He had them all on his phone. He had a really oh. – You're watching it on his phone? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. But that's. Right. Be- I know you, the, the, the so cliche I've of like- things in hotel rooms are expensive, but five fifty to watch <laughs> South Park. But you should have just gone and gotten an episode of South Park from the shops and replaced it with that. So you don't have to pay as much. It, just a mistake for me. A mistake. But no, I mean a lot of people do that. Like a lot of men will do that with prostitutes. I know where it's just like it's not about the having sex. It's about. But I'm the so intimacy, and it's about having someone around. Like but I'm so judgmental. That. I only have to read about a politician paying for sex, and I just think. Pig, you know, like I'm such a uh, fucking idiot. Fiona, <laughs> I'll yeah. sit D- Dudley. I'll sit in bed. I reckon the judgment that goes along with people who um, at least employ I'll... sex workers or or have sex with sex workers, it's just kind of archaic bullshit. Why can't people have sex with a sex worker and not have their m- morality or their position or standing in society, you know, questioned? Yeah. Fiona, next time you're lonely, I'll sit in bed with you and watch, and watch South, South Park, Park and I'll do it for three fifty. Three fifty. Now that's I, I defy you to find a better deal out yeah, there can't anywhere. Can't say fairer than that. Tommy, <laughs> that is a deal. You are on. Yes. And none of this phone bullshit. I've got an iPad, bigger screen, oh, better wow. resolution. Win, win, wow. Win. I've got a Netflix account. All the episodes are on there. Go for your life. So, what kind of worker are you? You're like a video worker. Not yeah. a sex I'm a loneliness worker. You're a cuddle worker. I'm a cuddle worker. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. A so, cuddlefish. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was he a good-looking man? Was yeah, he Yeah, but that was all did, didn't matter. It was all Did you see his cock? 
It was all just um, irrelevant. Is he here right that. now? Is that when you're pointing that... I know, but <laughs> this is a podcast that will go out on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and can be heard I by everyone might everywhere. be making a call to Carl because <laughs> Carl's a friend of mine and sometimes <laughs> I might just... Wait, really, would you, after the fact, go, oh, I want to... I, 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 the question I was going to ask was going to edit because I have a bit of trepidation about some of the things that I say going out on the air thinking, would a prospective employer want to hear that? That You don't you need know? a... Res- you don't have a respective employer. Prospective. The- oh, Jesus. Prospective. It's like I'm your retard friend. Um- <laughs> it is like that. <laughs> 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 did this guy, did he... Was he a fan? Was he familiar with no. you? Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he'd never heard of you? He was borderline... Uh, like, I would say... Idiot. Borderline idiot. Right. Like numbskull, right. nincompoop. Moron. What about that time you did a guest Cretin. voice on South Park? You didn't know you from that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there used to be there used to be an I was, old. I was happy that he laughed at South Park. That did that. That was like this. That's good. That's yeah. What if he'd been like, let's cuddle in bed and uh, we'll watch my favourite no, show? No, not cuddling in bed. Oh, okay, just lying there. Right. Sorry, I'm very sorry. Where did we get to? How did we get to South Park? Did I just you said. Or he? I just said I can't. I'm sorry. I made a terrible mistake. Right. And but what he, if he said, well, how about a few eps of Cartman? Is that, was he, that his suggestion? He wanted, he, he thought he uh, could talk me around. Oh, really? Yeah. And I knew he had a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> how was he going to talk you around? Well, do you start to dirty talk you or how does, how no, do you talk he someone around? Do you start to remind oh, you all no, the things you could have bought with that 500 bucks? Oh, yeah. no, you're just a bit shy, da-da-da, it's natural, blah, blah, blah. But his head was... I mean, no. He wasn't that intelligent. I don't think it matters. I think it was a terrible mistake. What are the chances that he would be a guest on this podcast sometime now that we've got his phone number? (laughs) Well, it's going to cost us a bit. (laughs) 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 Why don't you podcast him and have sex with him at the same time? (laughs) Just to get get our money's worth. (laughs) Well, so, Lawrence, you've obviously got more (sighs) experience. Yeah, years ago when I was between the ages of 20 and 21. Um, <laughs> that was that was your sex worker year. That, that was, was your... that was the year, international year of the sex worker. <laughs> Carl, you seem to have a burning question on your lips. I I've got many questions because Lawrence, because you you you're talking about you know trepidation of saying stuff. To me, when I think of Lawrence Mooney, it's open book. It's like it's all on the table. My brand, yeah, that's is you. the honesty. That's you, the most yeah. honest comedian and in Australia. I've got a b- similar brand. And it's um, tiring sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and but, confusing. But also richly rewarding in the fact that you do get to do a little bit of self-analysis and it's therapeutic. Yeah. And once and, you've seen it, you realise that it's not such a big deal and if somebody takes it a front from it, well, that's their deal. But you also find as a comedian that it's... Kind of lucrative. Well, it's a little yes, thing. No one yes, can yes, damage yes. you if you're if you're honest about everything you do. It's so like that thing. Anytime I fuck up, I just go on the front foot and get it out there. So it's yeah, like yeah. no one can tell this story about me behind my back. Yeah, I've yeah. taken complete ownership of it. Yeah. you can't get at me, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's how comedy works, isn't it? When you do something like that, you can't go and do a gig and open with, "I earned two hundred k last year." <laughs> Oh, yeah. no laughs? No laughs from that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's firmly established that there's no laughs in success. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've got no issues in my life. I'm living in this sweet house. I've got a car and a lot of folding. I'm off to Europe. Anyway, <laughs> here's Bo Stegman. <laughs> <laughs> Said with a lot of affection too. I like Bo. Now, we, we've... We've talked on a previous episode about... I, I'm a bit fascinated by the Lawrence Mini Lost Years. Oh, my where, God. Where you've said you just... Whether it was a midlife crisis, whether it was some sort of bender where... T- especially uh, sort of um, signified by you dyeing your hair blonde. blonde. Mm. So was that, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, ten years now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was uh, the end of 2003 and the blonde year was 2004. No. That was one yeah. year. It was one year. Right. Um, Did I radio. have an accident and... F- no. 
fall into a coma. That I would swear that it was two years ago. No, that was 2004. Wow. And the final tips of the blonde hair were cut from my head probably February 2005. And this is what I've always found interesting is that I first met Lawrence Mooney in, in, the, As a in, in the crisis years. Yeah. Mm. So that was my first. Well, so you were a troubled man. I was a troubled man. I'd, I'd broken up from my life partner. Who so looks was, like Julia Roberts. Yeah. And still <laughs> does look like Julia Roberts. Just a... Holy crap. Really? Have, oh, I took a photo of it the other day to prove my point. From Pretty yeah. Woman? Just Julia she Roberts. She does. She's a, quite a beautiful woman and the mother of my oldest child. And so I split up with them because you don't split up with one. You, you leave your child as well. And then uh, went and lived in self-imposed exile down the bay in a shotgun shack, <laughs> drinking and smoking myself to death. Really? In a, in a shotgun shack? What does that mean? It's like A little small house away from the prying eyes of <laughs> but can do-gooders. And uh, I was doing breakfast radio on Mix 101.1, part of the ARN network. <laughs> Mix 101.1, more music that makes you feel like your ass is oh. being eaten away by a horrific... Flesh disease. <laughs> Jesus, Lawrence, but you were doing... He's Dido. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you, were, you were in that state, you are in that troubled state then with probably the most money you'd ever had at that stage if you're doing breakfast radio. Yeah. So that's, that's a man wanting to do the wrong things with the access to the cash where it he can do them all. I've got to say that was not... A sex worker period for me, yeah. Because the blonde hair did something that was amazing. That was it attracted all the people, all the wrong attention. So people uh, that you need because you need to fill the void, but people that aren't that great for you are attracted to blonde hair. And often it's other blondes that just go like kind. Here we go. Really, and so, men or women? No, women mostly. It's like that thing where you go same Men t-shirt. Rarely. Same t-shirt. I used to yeah. be bottle blonde. Yeah, and you attract, you know, all the, the right slash wrong attention. And so it was a busy time in the old boudoir. I didn't know you that well. I didn't, but would you say that were your unhappiest years? I was unhappy because... Um, you couldn't have it came to a I was big... already married. That must have been a blow. <laughs> I, I was... Uh, that is a bizarre juxtaposition, though, because you've got that going on, but you've also got... What for many of us in stand-up, especially in Melbourne, is kind of the dream gig of doing breakfast, breakfast radio. radio. It's not a dream gig. It's because uh, you don't have any freedom like you would in the world of stand-up. I have never, no. ever, you, ever, it's very ever formulaic. Of it. It's just big cash, which is great, yeah. and that was lovely. But there was this point uh, towards the end of the comedy festival, two thousand and four. Um, you know, my, and it was during the comedy festival that. They were in Melbourne after we split up. Then they moved to a country town. So they moved during that comedy festival. I was doing breakfast radio. I was exhausted. I was partying too hard. So I was just, you know, hungover and drunk and drug remorseful. Uh, My car broke down. I had a really bad cold. And I was just squatting on the side of Burwood Road. (laughs) And I thought, this is the worst I've ever been. I feel so shit. Car got fixed, did a show, I can hit the hi-fi. But I remember <laughs> I remember saying to Fiona O'Loughlin around about that time, I said, I'm, I've just got this fear that I'm becoming quite sleazy around women. And you just laughed like a drain, just laughed and laughed and laughed. And said, you have nothing to worry about. You've got no idea what sleazy means. <laughs> so I grabbed you on the nork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I can't well, remember it's, it's saying that. It's a very nice thing to say and very reassuring. No, because it Because nobody wants to think that they're turning down Sleazy Street. Well, well I want to ask this if well, this is all I right. And I only ask this because I've uh, of your talk about fluid sexuality and I've heard that you talked about this on radio before. Oh, God. But was there a... There was a period where you were experimenting... With the other sex? The great gay bender of 2002. 2002, that was. It was, yeah. That was, <laughs> um, that was after my relationship broke down and I went to Sydney to do a show at Belvoir Street B and I was living in Darlinghurst and it was the, um, it was the 
gay and lesbian police and fire games. And I thought, just go on a gay bender. <laughs> Scratch the itch, find out what it's like. Right. And it's a pretty full-on world to get involved in when you've just kind of like had hetero world for a while because the sex is so available. Yeah, sure. Anywhere, anytime. So if you couple, and Henry Rollins does some great gear on this, couple the male libido, and I'm not diminishing the female libido, I have no oh, idea diminish exactly away. how it works. <laughs> but the male libido... I don't think Mooney's going to be sitting in bed with anyone watching South Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, my libido is dropping off quite radically as I get older, but... You know, I'd probably, if I was to give myself a score out of 10, I'm probably an 8.7 in the bedroom at the moment. <laughs> Maybe you could come on over and give me a favour um, <laughs> roll in the hay. You repulse me. Oh, there is that. <laughs> oh. No, friends can repulse each other. No, no, um, the O'Loughlin so anyway, is very good. The, the availability of sex coupled with the male desire just to blow it's like gay world's an amazing place to go and surely you would be, i reckon you would be quite a trophy as well i yeah it was i was i was doing all right but what if you're i don't think many people knew who i was oh, right. i reckon you're a good looking man you know thanks you got a bit of jack nicholson in you, you yeah know? that would have been a that's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, every girl I know has got a crush on Lawrence Moon. Really? Including me. They yeah. Put their hands up and just. <laughs> Why? You've already got the prize. I'm, I'm married. You've got the married. prize. So how does it? How does it? So in those in Sydney in that sort of thing. So how how is it physically working? As in, you're going to bars and people were coming up to you and approaching you, or you would go after a certain if, time. If or... you if you go, say, um, you know, the traditional Friday night go to the pub at the end of the day, uh, you go to the Columbia Hotel in Oxford Street and start drinking. If you're standing on your own, guys will come up to you, say, hi, what's your name? And you go, blah, blah, blah. And they go, do you want to go back to my place and fuck? And you go, yeah. And go back. And <laughs> oh, then, what a world. What yeah. a world. Bang. Have sex. You both do whatever you need to do. It's kind of perfunctory. It's not like, let's, you know... Make love, it's like, what do you want? What do you want? You do it, you go back and you're drinking again, and another guy comes up. It's like, do you want to come back to my joint? It's like, I've just come back to the pub, so I'm going to have a few more beers, <laughs> try and recoup, but you know, let's see in an hour. I right. think to get sex that wow. easily, you've either got to be gay or host a podcast. Like, that's <laughs> the only two ways yeah. it and, works. But, but the great thing about gay world that hetero world could learn about, and maybe it's not possible in hetero world, is that in gay world, you don't go out for dinner and then go to a nightclub or go to a show and you've had 13 beers and go home and try and have sex. Have sex at the beginning of the night. Yeah. So it's not an issue. So you can go out and party or go to a show or go to dinner and you're not thinking, God, I want to have sex. So, so on a Saturday home. night, you've already had sex in the you, middle of Pluck a Duck during Hey Out Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, back at, you're back at the pub by Red Faces. You are if you're a so single guy funny, on your own, you can have <laughs> as much sex as you want early on in the evening before you've even showered and got ready to go is, out. The, yeah. is there a protocol to who goes what and where goes what and who goes first? No, yeah. you just... just what you want. Did you have a some type? Guy want, some guys, you know, want anal sex. Some guys just want oral sex. Some guys want to perform oral sex. It's many and varied. Well, not that varied. It's like, you know, there's a number of options and you describe what you want. Do you know what a friend of mine just told me? Now, that, now you just you probably will never look at me again without... She really is retarded. <laughs> I did not know, and this is as honest as mm. I'm being, I had no idea... That guys like giving oral sex. Right. I thought it was a. Oh, an obligation. It was a punishment. It was a favour. Oh, no. It was a return favour. I think there yeah. are some men who think of it like that, but I think by and There's large. There's a lot of guys that like to chew women. <laughs> let's, let's all Absolutely. go on record as, as, as saying it, it's a positive thing. Let's all. I like it. So three, yeah. three out of three. Yeah, I sure. like it a lot. Yeah. 
Do you know, I have to believe in reincarnation I, 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 I now. Like it's the only option for me. I have to believe in reincarnation. I feel like I was so more I nervous. I feel like we were more nervous around that than we were the whole time talking about necking. I hope no potential employers know that I like eating pussy. Yeah. I'm not going to get that Coles trolley job because I... <laughs> I like to suck a bit of minge. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Moody, would you mind listening to this with us? <laughs> hey, mate. Aww. My name's Lawrence Moody and I'm the CEO of Going the Growl. I'm sorry, uh, you're not fit for this job. At, I think uh, Slater it's Gordon. fun. It's talk. interesting that the, fun. Talk, the discussion Older about people sexuality about sex. and, you know, whatever form that takes, is there has been a little bit more trepidation than that free-flowing discussion about suicide. There's still so much shame attached to it and, and stigma. Mm. Well, I feel like I'm, I enjoy these podcasts like the last one and this one because it's, it, for me it's more of a Q&A. I'm yeah. asking about stuff I don't know about. And I'm, and I'm a wealth of knowledge on this subject, <laughs> so we might go over time. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It is so bizarre that even on stage, like if you do stand-up and you, you know, if you talk about sex on stage, you've got to be... Really careful about the way that you do And like it's a thing that everyone does That everyone knows about It's like in terms of with stand up You're trying to connect to people And you've got to be relatable And you've got to talk about stuff that everyone knows It's one of the few things that pretty much everyone Or the big bulk of your audience are going to know about But it still like feels like you bring it up You have to be so careful Do you know what I mean? You feel people go Don't talk about that It's spoken about well You can see the audience just laughing in relief Mm. That they're identifying oh, I see. with the fact that they're not alone. Yeah. It's, it's a mysterious I, I, I get that delicious laugh from saying I would, you know, I, sex because, I, I, because I've set it up by saying I'm lazy and I'm not well. You know, that's a get out of jail free card for everything. But I go, sex, honestly, it's awkward. You've got to take your pants off and I'd rather eat a Toblerone. And there's a certain amount of women... In that room, because men, married men, get so lazy at pleasing women, like so they don't want to have sex. So many middle-aged women don't because it's another chore. So I, oh I God. love that. You do have to make an effort. You've got to, you've got to kind of reinvent your sex life, and if and, you want to, otherwise, fucking call it. Effort too, you know, like make something kind of unique happen. Become so. You know, our processes become so predictable. You What's something this, unique that you, you can make happen? Give the listeners some practical advice. Catch a venereal disease <laughs> and give it to your wife. Uh, that's new. Uh, okay. What's can I very quickly ask you? Oh, no, sorry. What's something gonna... unique uh, that you can do? Maybe something that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Which often involves, you know, going down to sexy land and buying some kind of contraption and you think, this is going to be demeaning and horrible. But then all of a sudden your wife's wearing a massive strap on, <laughs> plunging you in the A-hole. You think, this is good. This is good. This, this brings this, me back to this, 92. This is some pretty sweet times. <laughs> Can I just ask, so you're talking about that, that year, your 2002, the year of the gay bender. And it sounds like you had a GB. fantastic time. Yeah. What was it at the end of that year that made you go, ah, that'll do? Like, I what? don't think you were doing it r- around the clock for that year. No, no. It was a period at the end of t- oh, okay. 2002. Um, I, I actually probably think... It was just before my acid days, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I'm innately heterosexual... With a little bit of bisexuality in there, mm-hmm. which would make me bisexual. Um, so I'm probably I'm not pulling away from the term, but I prefer women. Yeah. So you came out of that phase, and then you thought, well, now that I've got that animal system, time to dye the hair blonde. Uh, yeah, that was a bit <laughs> a bit later on, but yeah, that's that that flowed on. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like the softness of women, whereas you know I don't see the real attractiveness in the hardness and hairiness of men. Mm. That's, that's it. That's it, not. That's not something that I'm actually physically that attracted to. Yeah, we used to have um, complaints like you do life drawing class, and there'd be girls always complaining that there wasn't guys in the class, and it was like that was sexist. It's like, no, guys look fucking terrible. <laughs> guys are horrible looking things. Whereas if you draw a, a, a lady, it's like all these silly sort of curves, and guys are just like walnuts stuffed in a plastic bag sort of thing. It's just a horrible yeah, thing to look at. Harder and, lines. 
But some people, Carl, find well, that very women attractive. obviously or find that women very attractive men. because it's the opposite. Yeah, the other. It's the other. And, you know, gay men find it very attractive because that's what they like. I don't like the hairiness particularly. I like mm. the softness. Yeah. And women are kindly. <laughs> they take you to their bosom and they look after you. Mm. Get off your phone, I like. No, sorry. <laughs> Fucking, what are you doing? Are you doing? texting that guy back? Are you going to give him no. a second chance? What are you no. doing? You're doing a Sudoku over no, there. I don't know because what that, you do I did get really stressed about talking about that, so I, did, I kind of... Oh, right, you distracted yourself. I distracted myself. You don't want to talk about sex anymore. No, no, I'm happy to talk about it. I just... About your, your... I was a bit shocked that I told you about my escort. But that's oh, fine really? because nothing, nothing happened, yeah. Nothing ha- and even if it did happen, that's you fine. Be, you shouldn't feel any shame whatsoever. You're an adult and a sex worker came to your bedroom and you had an experience with him. Well, it's like, Jesus, we, are we that kind of Victorian? It was like, oh, the shame. Not the I'm... scarlet woman. I <laughs> Look, let's I just have an orgy on the podcast right now. Let's do it, guys. An Finally, orgy. let's and go for it. We really need your money up front, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's warm Fiona up with a couple of episodes of South Park <laughs> and, see where, and see where this goes. Is it any animation? Like, could, do you do Flintstones or has In it got to be Family current? Guy? No, it was just, what do you like? Berry Hound. It's a... Yeah. You're probably a normal conversation Jetsons. that a sex worker would have with his uh, with his customer. What do you like? But I'm instead of we're talking about cartoons. Yeah, is that porn for you? I is said that, I'm not a big animation lover, but I quite like South Park. Oh, and that's why he he then dialed that up. Yeah. So he's right. just got this like oh, library easy, ready to go on his phone. Easy night's work for him. Absolutely. Mm, some you imagine, sweet coin. Can you imagine, like, that would be quite frightening knowing you're answering the door to a 51-year-old. It could be throw mama from the train, you know? Do you remember And you that? checked into the hotel under the name Jude Northern as well, so he doesn't yeah. know He doesn't know what he's going to find when he walks in the room. <laughs> I think he so. I'm going to have to clean this up. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know if it's, like, both of you are going to check out at the same time or... <laughs> oh, dear. Dear me. It will work its way into a show. Yeah, it's a great essential service. I remember Judith Lucy had a routine about getting a sex worker. Can't remember how it went for her, but well, thanks for bringing it up. It's have you ever, Tommy? Have you ever thought? I mean, you're you're a single man now. Yes. Sorry, have I thought about? Uh, Sorry, Fiona's going to get some a box of books. A box of books. A box of maybe comic books for her next lover. <laughs> should, we, should we take a hold? No, I think we could talk we to it. We can fill oh. some time while this is happening. Uh, have it. I ever thought about... Because you're, you're a single man, so yes. this, is, this is you now. This is, so you're, you're out into the single I, world I've been now. single for like not quite two months. So I haven't, yes. I'm not yet at the point of going, bring on the prozzies. No, like it's, no. it's still... Yes. The healing <laughs> stage is still happening. <laughs> When, and, and when is exactly that stage? <laughs> exactly a week. Uh, exactly yeah, one week. Yeah. All right. That's what my therapist said. We'll talk said. about this next episode. <laughs> <laughs> While and we're in not, Sydney. It's not uh, a cheap thing to do. I mean, no. you know, you, you spend money. It's like... We're, so. in, we're in Sydney next week together, you and me, Tommy. Yes. Yeah. How about two seventy five each, we get this guy in, <laughs> we watch some South Park in the hotel room. What do you think? Sure, let's do it. Three of us in bed. Do you want to? Watching cartoons. Let's, let's We've got his number. Yeah, do you want to do it? <laughs> let's do it. Can you, can you get your listeners to give you some Bitcoin to, oh, help, yeah. to help buy we the sex worker? We should just start of the South Park. We should, let's hire him just for the podcast. Oh, what? You need to suck both of our dicks live on stage at this podcast that we're doing. We put a bed on, the, on stage at the live podcast. Because we're always trying to do sort of like visual things at the live ones to yeah. kind of make okay. people at home feel like, fuck, I should have gone. Yep. What better what better way to, to to instill a bit of FOMO into our listeners it, yeah. than getting a live blowjob during a podcast? It would be a, a waste to get fucked by this prostitute <laughs> just on the podcast without anyone watching. What about this? Is this here's an ethical question for you? Do you think hiring a sex worker for sex is less exploitative than hiring a sex worker? To mock on your podcast. Oh, oh that's interesting. Oh. Yeah, because it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he he hasn't advertised him on that himself on that escort site as 
um, podcast performing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sex worker, but it's interesting that it's like, well, we can just pay him to do anything. If he's a sex worker, why don't we just pay him to get on our podcast? You're right. We'll take the piss, and if we, <laughs> we're under an hour, we'll get him to clean the dishes. You know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's sort of like going into going into like Bunnings and going, "Give me a haircut, you fuckwit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just here. You're taking money. Therefore, you've got my money. You need to do what I say. In reality, I don't think in reality anything like that would happen. What would happen if if he turned up and we had arranged that sort of system? We would have got there, got very, very scared of the whole situation, yeah. and gone. You would just give you double the money if you want to leave now because we don't. We're not grown up enough to know what's going on in this situation. But I also imagine that uh, if that unfolded, you'd be quite polite and interested in what he does and yeah. you'd treat him respectfully and I think he'd be okay with it. But I think it's an interesting ethical question. Like yeah. I was prepared to be paid for sex, prepared to be paid for anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you you think your thought process is surely that's like not that's like not as bad. Which yeah. the implication of that is it's like bad to be being paid to have sex. But I, I, it's that, absolutely that not. Sex and you want to do that, you've decided element to do of that. Badness job. About yeah. It, yeah. That it's like shameful or you must be at rock bottom. To want to take money for sex. Yeah. And I've met a sex worker who uh, I didn't met, meet as a sex worker, met through a friend of a friend and we were at a dinner party and it's like um, she's an ice addict and she works as a sex worker because she loves smoking ice. And she looks like, you know, a normal functioning human being. She's not like, you know, scarred or rotten teeth. She just smokes ice and she needs a way to make it. The bonus is when she smokes ice, she said her libido goes through the roof and she loves fucking and being a prostitute makes it perfect. So she's got a lot of repeat clientele to come back to her because she's an awesome at sex. Right. That is that. That's a happy story until you've been on ice for a really long time yep. and you die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so your question to me was would I, would I consider going to a sex worker? Well, I guess my question to you is it's... Is it possibly part of the stream? Because you, without having a partner, and you're out there now. You're out in the world again. Mm-hmm. Now. Carl's alluding to the fact that you may never pick up a freebie again. <laughs> yes. I, I, at this stage of a my freebie. life, freebie. That's how I refer to yeah. relationships. Yeah. That's yeah. A, freebie. That's civilians. Here's my beautiful wife coupon. Yeah. Can uh, I? Can uh, I put this one on tick? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my beautiful wife lay by. I <laughs> buy her clothes and she gives me a freebie. <laughs> I at this stage of my life, I don't think I would, but that's not to say that I'm completely closed off to the idea and I think I would never. I don't think I could perform in that situation. Yeah. You'd yeah, be I would surprised have... at the expertise of a sex worker. Oh, too. yes, okay. They have had many nervous, non-performing or maybe even sexually dead clientele, clients who they've resuscitated because they are experts in their field. And that's something that you also get is this kind of range of expertise. Yeah. Well, I I don't want to go too early on this, but should we be checking on Fiona? (laughs) 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 I I was just laughing. We heard a laugh from the bathroom. She's still here. Probably as she's tying a rope up, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Just on this... this She's trying to drown herself in a toilet, but it only flushes for so long. (laughs) (laughs) June, are you okay? (laughs) There is um there's a great book actually called Paying for It uh, a cartoonist who decided that his his relationship broke up it's a true story that he kind of like a memoir but a comic memoir that he illustrated where his relationship broke up and he went I'm just going to have prostitutes for the rest of my life from now on like it's all my relationships and it's like about him kind of getting into it and stuff not funny but worth it, checking out it's no, called it Paying for It sounds fascinating Yeah I like exposés on that sort of stuff Yeah it's great like, you know, living the life it's I'm cinema just going to watch South Park <laughs> And How not was pay five hundred and fifty dollars for it? <laughs> so got some books delivered just then. Is that uh, what was yeah, happening? They're yeah. in the shed. Yeah. What? Why did you get books delivered? Uh, why are they in the shed? Because they. This is too small. For books. For my books. How many books did you get? How big are the books? I got four boxes. From where? From. I buy them from my publisher. Oh, your autobiography. Oh, yes, they're mine. I wrote them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a box of books that you're going to work your way through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I would never interrupt. So, does the podcast. book sell well after gigs? Yeah, it, like, 
I'd say I'd sell one DVD to ten books. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, DVD is the wrong kind of merch to have. They want if and it really works if you've done a great gig. Like right. if you if you know when you have a gig where everyone agrees. Oh yeah. And if you've I've had one of, of those <laughs> gigs, <laughs> I read a blog about one, one of them. you. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they and it's a really good cash spinner. Um, tax man, if you're listening, I do put. I do declare. I do declare. Your earnings. <laughs> it's what my mum said about my book. She said, "Do you know Kenneth and Jane um, um, Anderson read your Kenneth and Jane Anderson bought your book. Aren't they amazing?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I just want to quickly go back to Tommy. So Tommy's single. Mm. Tommy's single. Has there been any action, Tommy? Um, you know the answer to that question. <laughs> Is a firm no. Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> the, the, it's Want to do a shout out or no? Uh, why okay? would I do that? No, 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 I, just... I, knew, I knew it was only a matter of time until you brought this up and I felt very conflicted because on the one hand it's like you don't, you don't tune into like mornings and, you know, see, see them go, ah, did you get a root last night, Stefanovic? <laughs> so it's like why should I? But then I was like looking back and going, oh, we did that whole episode with Dill where we just grilled him about one night of his sex life and yeah. like how <laughs> hypocritical of me to know. <laughs> Not, but it, but it's also it's it's yeah. I mean, I, I it's just, not it's not just about whether or not I am comfortable talking about it. It's like there's you know there's other there's other people sure. involved. Hey, there, comf- you were living together with your girlfriend. Have you split the house? Have you? Uh, she's moved out, and I now live there with new people. Oh. Yep. I've you know I do you ever know people who I've known people who've split up with their partners and continued living together. I did that yeah. for three years. It, oh, oh man, I did that for six months. In the same bed? I know people who've just gone, no, I we can yeah. just sleep in the same bed. This is cool. Yeah. And, I wasn't allowed in the, the marital bed. Sex. I had to pull out a bloody mattress oh. and sleep on the living room floor. Say, oh. some the last breakup three years. sex was some of the best sex of the relationship because you're unencumbered. The, you've gone through that kind of emotional territory of talking about the reasons why you broke up. Mm-hmm. You've deciphered the relationship and you're kind of free again. And also there's no, you know, Minor hurts being carried into the bedroom. Yeah. Like, well, fuck it, it's over. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. I once broke up. Uh, Might get myself to Alice Springs and <laughs> see if someone's interested in a last hurrah. Copper freebie. <laughs> get one of your coupons. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, because you parked my interest with something we were I'm talking about before. I think before Carl fluid, got here. Very fluid podcast, this one. <laughs> Guests just coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested in um, relationships with, I call them civilians, mm-hmm. people who are not comedians yep. that you're going out with. Mm. And how, like, you, were you telling me a story about someone being very rude to, oh no, it was Lawrence's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I had the most Im- – because my husband didn't understand the scene at all. And you know how we kind of talk I, – what I love most about stand-up is that you don't need the disclaimer, just kidding. Like, yeah. Yep. You could say the most – particularly – I just love the way you can say anything to Carl Chandler and <laughs> it's – and you, it's <laughs> glory. It's just yeah, glory. Yeah. And me to a lesser extent, but yeah, certainly Carl. <laughs> Years ago, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> to the point you get so, you know, racist, homophobic jokes, you know, that are being ironic. Yeah. That they get so bad, you go, holy fuck, am I, am I a seriously <laughs> evil person? <laughs> but, but and then then you see those reports in the paper, like you, you what you're doing, I guess, is trying to sh- shock. You're playing as much as you We're can. We're playing. With, yeah, but, but it's, a, it's all a game. But if anyone else saw that, it would be in the paper going, someone kill these people now. And we yeah. would not have a leg to stand yeah, on. Yeah, and you, you if can't someone go, had... but, yeah, I can't Because explain. it's like we sit around backstage and, yeah, we'll say the most horrendous stuff to try and get a rise out of each other and then something like the Jackson Jive happens on Hey Hey and the defence of that is there was just a bit of a bloody joke lighting up. They didn't mean it. And it's like, well, that's kind of... That's kind of the same defence, do you know what I mean? Which yeah. makes it very hard. We were talking about um, 
tired today. Partners <laughs> that aren't in the biz, yeah. so civilians. Yes. Yeah. And I remember once b- being in the hi-fi and, you know, you have the same running joke with a comic too and it's yeah. not as funny as it was the first time but you still play it's along. Yeah. It's good a running joke. I, I used to actually get laughed at in the early days because I was so straight, like before my boozing got out of hand. Like, I, you know, I was a mother, I didn't take drugs, I did my job. Even and as a booze hound, you're still pretty straight. It wasn't as if you started, you know, just owning a whole lot of sexual proclivities or yeah. even doing a illicit drugs. You're just a, just a tragic old booze hound <laughs> that used to shit your pants at regular intervals. <laughs> It's exaggerated. <laughs> so I've walked into the hi-fi with my civilian husband and mm. Charlie Pickering yells out from the other side of the bar. It was fairly early in the night, so Old everything picker. was audible. And he just and he used to yell this out every time. And he'd go, oh, Lachlan, put the crack pipe down and take a look at your life. You know, <laughs> and it was just like a, yeah. a riff, you know. Yeah. So I've walked in, same thing. Oh, Lachlan screams at me, put the... Crack pipe down, you know, look at your life, blah, blah, blah. My husband, knowing nothing about this world, he goes, What did you just say to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and I died right. a thousand deaths. <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't even know where to begin to fix this. Like, yeah. And Charlie, to his credit, came over and apologised to Chris like, and had to explain... That it was How funny it is that good you're on jokes are, <laughs> jokes are good when they need explaining. <laughs> well, just because I feel like we've there's literally no more topics that we could possibly cover. We're going to have to go and do some tragic things each to our lives to, to have something to talk about next time. Yeah, we? yeah. Nearly at the bottom of the well. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we should wrap it up there for this week. Uh, Lawrence and Fiona, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you. Are welcome. As always, for your openness and honesty. Uh, things coming up that you would like to plug? Um, I am going to be in Queensland this weekend, but that's not going to. This is going to go to where when? Next week. I will be in Darwin for the final night of my Australian tour ah. on the 29th of November. Wow. Um, and uh, come along. There's still some tickets available. Darwin listeners? I don't think we've I'm ever sure. been... I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. I'm sure yeah. there's a Darwinian up there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And you're, and you're hosting... Uh, you're, you're part of the ABC New Year's Eve celebration uh, telecast this yes, year? Yes, I'll be doing a section called the Pub Quiz, which is a kind of a round-up and reflection of the year's events. Yeah. And Fiona Lachlan? Well, I think I'll just plug uh, the Yarraville gig, which is... I don't know the date, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's in Yarraville and it's soon. It's a yep. good gig. It's you such been to a the beautiful Yarraville. gig. And also, uh, I'm to America Land to have a crack. Oh, oh really? That's good. Oh, here we go. I thought you should have been promoted on the last Comic Standing series that we we're on. Your gig was good, but I think that NBC were a little ingenuous getting us over there. I don't think they intended to promote any of us. Because you should have been promoted. Oh, thanks, Loz. I'm glad it didn't happen then. Not because you're funny, just because you're a woman. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So I should, you know, give you a chance. No, I used to be you worried about it. Tough. I used to think, oh, fuck, I'm too old, I'm too old. Now I'm like, no, no, no. You use God. your age as a point of difference. Just this mad Absolutely. fucking Australian. And you've got experience. You've done And things. also I don't have to give my backstory. I can choose how much. Do you know what I mean? Like, Is it just because Joan Rivers is dead? You're like... Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, there's no well, impediment to being a stand-up. You don't go, I'm too old or I'm this or I'm that. It's like... Are you funny? Is what you're saying funny? Done. Yeah. It's totally egalitarian in that sense. So when are you? If you're funny. Up? Well, we're doing it in in bits and pieces, like not going for six months or anything. But I my mum's say... here, so I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> She's 82. <laughs> and very impatient. I've been waiting for an incredible smash to happen on that corner. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. I'd have a bird's eye view. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we've got to go. Uh, yeah, we've got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, I am uh, I'm putting up a live stand-up album on Bandcamp today, TommyDaslow.com. You can find that. We've also got the live... This is your third uh, album, isn't it? Second. 
Yeah. By the time this goes up, where are we? We are we're in Sydney. This is last we're chance to go and see us in Sydney. Our last plug before the Sydney show. Sydney this Sunday, uh, November the thirtieth, yep. and the weekend after that in Melbourne, the seventh of December, Sunday at four pm at Five Burrows. Tickets for both of those, littledumdumclub.com. Guys, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate.